0: Hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about living a life outside the box, even if you spend the majority of your time in a cubicle or within the boundaries of a role like parent, professional, or something else. I'm your host, Kat, and in most episodes, I take on a wellness or a creativity type of challenge for two or so weeks with a friend. But today, I want to talk to you about my latest challenge. It is a solo challenge for me, Um, but I don't think it has to be, actually. If you want to join in on this challenge, I will post the second part of this episode in two weeks, so you can try it along with me. Now, many of you know I have a fairly addictive type of personality, and I've had to come to grips with my addictions to many, many things, including smoking cigarettes at one time in my life. um, I would have friends who could just have a couple when we went out, but I was a, you know first thing in the morning with my cup of coffee kind of smoker until bedtime. Um, And it was that way for many, many years. Every time I quit, I'd be back up to a pack or more a day fairly quickly. Um, I was a little slower to develop addictive behaviors with alcohol um, because I could sort of you know, really go crazy, go to town on the weekends, and then tell myself that I was doing okay during the week. So it was more sporadic, right? It wasn't all day, every day for me, for a long time. Um, but there was a point when I I did finally admit that uh, I really was not able to moderate my drinking, and eventually got into recovery, and my life got better. Um, so I won't go into that whole story now, but being in recovery has been amazing. And it's shown me so much about how my brain works. I really do have an addictive type of, um, you know, constitution, if you will. So since quitting drinking, I've had to admit that different things have been really easy to plug into that behavior. Um, sugar and pizza, especially, were things that I could very easily get hooked on. Halo Top, that ice cream, the Halo Top ice cream that I have found to be so delicious. I swear to you, I, I went from eating you know, a quarter of a pint after dinner to a pint every time pretty quickly. And then I began to you know, purchase the pints in multiples because just in case I wanted to have like some different flavors in one night. I mean it just it was like clearly looking addictive, right? Because the quantity was going up over time. And I could see that. And that's sort of how my brain works. It's usually the quantities that'll sort of expand um until then I'm doing whatever the addictive thing is, like morning until night. So moving on about that, shopping. Forget about it. So um Well, just to go back to the sugar, the sugar and pizza thing. So many of you know, I, um, a couple of months, three months ago or so, I did a a 14 day challenge for something called bright line eating, which is a, a way of life that's, um, really conducive to people who have a recovery background or a recovery mindset and are working on recovering from other addictions. Um, it's really, really a good way for folks who already have that approach to life um, to start looking at their eating and, you know, pulling out addictive substances like sugar or like flour, which can give you like a glucose insulin spike. Um, and so your body can get addicted to it just like it can to sugar, right? And you can notice kind of quantities increasing for some people, not everybody. There's an addictive scale. And for people who are really susceptible to, um, an addictive, to addictive substances and getting hooked on addictive substances, you know, that can very easily be sugar and flour. So, That is one way that I um, really approached the behavioral side of the addictive eating that was happening in my life. Now, this doesn't address any of the underlying issues, right? So like if I'm feeling sad and I want to eat over it, just stopping the behavior is not sustainable because eventually I'll feel sad again and I'll want to eat again. So there's lots of other kind of deeper work that goes with a lot of these behaviors that we practice changing on this program. Um, And for me, you know, I've done, I've been through the 12 steps. I've seen therapists off and on throughout my adult life journey. Um, And I've worked with other different types of professionals from financial planners and advisors to, you know, spiritual guides to, you know, physical therapists or massage therapists for different things with my body. I'm a fan of getting help and seeking help from experts who are out there in the world to be resources. So all of that, I am a fan of. Hence, even having a podcast that's all about, you know, improving things through different behaviors and techniques, you know, in the span of a couple weeks at a time. Not everything needs a huge deep dive, right? Like not everything needs an entire lifestyle change. Sometimes some behaviors can really just, you know, you can try to do something different for a few weeks and it'll help you snap out of it. So online shopping for me in the last few months has started to be one of those things where I'm like, oh God, like it's taking up more time than I'd like. It's taking up more brain bandwidth and more brain space than I'd like it to. So last month I had to admit to myself that my online shopping for clothing especially was getting a little bit addict, addict addict-y, addiction, addiction seeming. It was like moving in that direction. I was starting to put clothes on my credit card that I didn't have the money to pay for yet. I was spending my evenings browsing for clothes for like future imaginary vacations (laughs) instead of connecting with the people around me. And even when I didn't spend money, I would still fill my virtual shopping cart with like shoes or blazers for work or dresses for the weekend, you know, and I could rationalize all of it. Um, you know, just like you can rationalize like, Oh, I had a really hard day today. I'm going to eat a pint or two or three of ice cream. Right. So, um, you know, so there's reasons and rationale for everything. Uh, I, I'd actually lost some weight after doing bright line eating. And so, um, I am starting to strategically replace some of my clothes, but I'd really kind of gone off a cliff about it. I was starting to, um, you know, like, I was, you know, filling up my virtual shopping cart with all of these different things and then, you know, plugging in coupon codes in order to see how low I could get the balance. Um, Then I'd abandon the site and try the same mix of items on another site to see if I could get a better deal. It was like this fun puzzle. And if I cracked some sort of code for like frugality balanced with quality items, then I'd let myself purchase. Um, And sometimes I cracked that code and then end up returning everything because, um, once I got it in the mail, I didn't really need the items or they weren't actually good quality at all. You know, they'd fit me funny or whatever. You can see how much time this will eat up and brain power. And I was starting to feel gross because I was spending so much brain chatter on filling up Carts and abandoning them instead of connecting with people or reading something of substance or even watching Netflix. Like, even that is like, oh, a little bit more substantial than just like filling up carts of stuff that you do or you don't buy, but you don't really need. You know what I mean? Just like, so anyway. What did I do? I googled shopping addiction and I came across a genuine questionnaire called the Bergen Shopping Addiction Scale that I will link to in the show notes that was developed in Norway. And it uses seven criteria to identify shopping addiction. Now, even if I had some of these criteria, I knew I would probably need to give myself a shopping detox for at least a couple of weeks. Um, but I knew I'd have to be fairly regimented about it too, because if I wasn't, then I'd slip slippery slide, like right out of whatever agreement I'd made with myself. So, um, but anyway, back to the, the addiction scale. So here are the criteria. Um, and the scale asks you to answer each one with like completely disagree, disagree, neither disagree or agree. So that's like in the middle, agree, and then completely agree, right? So you've got this scale completely disagree, disagree, neither, and then agree and completely agree. So here here are the the things. So you think about shopping and buying things all the time. Now for me, it wasn't all the time. It was just when I had any kind of downtime. So if I was in line, you know, at a grocery store, if I was, you know, kind of watching TV, I'd still be on my phone thinking about, you know, shopping, buying things. I'd see a character or something with like a cute pair of earrings and be like, oh, I should definitely have those earrings. Like it just, everything was making me think about buying something for myself. You shop and buy things in order to change your mood. I wasn't consciously doing it, but I think in some way I was, it was like sitting still or being bored made me want to do something a little more exciting, like find something like shoes or whatever to make me feel better. Um, the third one you shop or buy so much that it Negatively affects your daily obligations, school, and work. I was not to that point, so that's good. You feel you have to shop or buy more and more to obtain the same satisfaction as before. So that goes back to that addictive idea of like you kind of need a little more and a little more to get that same adrenaline hit, you know, or that same like exciting hit to make you feel better, right? Like you just need a little more every time, right? I used to have a quarter pint of Halo Top, and then I got up to a pint. And then some in a sitting. Uh, Let's see. You've decided to shop or buy less, but have not been able to do so. And that goes back to that thing where I was saying before like, oh, I'd say, like, oh, I'm not going to buy anything for the rest of the month and then not be able to do it, you know, because whatever. I'd forget. And the thing in front of me just seemed so awesome. I would just have to get it. The next one. You feel bad if for some reason you're prevented from shopping or buying things. I didn't have that so much. Uh, you shop and buy so much that it has impaired your well being, and that goes back to that gross feeling that I was talking about that I definitely was starting to have. Like, ooh, like I'm not, you know. There's probably a part of me that's not feeling good in this moment, which is why I'm going to the shopping, and then the next part of me is not feeling bad about the shopping, and that turns into a shame spiral, right? Like it just keeps going around and around. So, um, you know. Where am I here? Well, I mean, how do you rate? I guess I'm curious about how do you rate? If you're thinking about yourself with this, you know, shopping scale, I'm curious about how you rate. I rated high enough to decide to take the entire month off of online clothing shopping in particular. Now, if I need an office supplies or something else, that's okay. And so far that hasn't been problematic for me. Um, and on the clothing side, I have more than enough clothing for all of the occasions and I'm still paying for the clothes that I bought last month. So I felt it was really the best thing to do to give myself some time and brain bandwidth back. But there are two weeks left in this fabulous month. So I thought I would invite all of you, to join me for the rest of the month for no clothes shopping challenge. Are you up for it? Here's where you may not be up for it. The weather's changing. So it is a hard month to refrain from clothes shopping so far. I've had a hard time, but I've, I've done it. I've stuck to it. Um, and I think I can do it for the rest of the month, but I will report that by day two, day two, I, um, I had this day where I was wearing these gray Oxford shoes that I really love, um, but I've had them for two years and uh, they're really worn out and I had to throw them away. And immediately I went right to my phone and started to look for replacement shoes. I was like, I need another pair of gray Oxford shoes. I hope I can find even the same ones. I love the shape. I love, you know, so much about them. Um, And then I had to laugh at my weird brain and how habitual it is. It was like, oh, well, this is a good excuse right? Like I just threw out these shoes in there, a bit of a staple, you know, like I wear them maybe once a week, maybe once every other week. Um, and then I realized I, I do have another pair of gray, like block heel shoes that will work with every single other outfit in my closet that the gray Oxford shoes paired with. Like I really don't need a replacement. I have two pairs of shoes that have the same colors going on and they work with all of the same outfits. And if I really want to buy another pair of gray Oxford shoes, can it wait until next month? You know, so it's like, can I just start to like recognize and break some of my thought patterns? Um, And then tonight, right as I was about to record this episode, my online browser suggested some similar shoes to those gray Oxford shoes because I'd done some searching, right? so I indulged in a little online browsing maybe five minutes or so looking at those shoes and then reminded myself that if I still want those shoes in a couple of weeks I can have those shoes also if I could pay for them right like I don't need to go putting anything else on my credit card so you can see this episode is really to invite you folks to join me in the challenge but it's also to keep me accountable to you I'm not going to buy any clothing online or otherwise for the rest of this month now if you want to try it too great. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email or record a voice memo and email it to me at, um, get quirky with it at gmail.com. So again, it's get quirky at gmail.com. And it's just all one word, just like it sounds get quirky with it at gmail.com. Um, and folks also another full episode with a whole challenge is coming your way later this week. Um, so, you know, you'll get to just kick back and, and hear one, um, an entire one, where I have a friend with me. We start a challenge, and then we end the challenge, and um, and then we go over a song that's really giving them life. Um, but in the meantime, consider this no clothing shopping challenge. Um, I won't be giving myself a caveat or an exception rule for Halloween, but maybe you will if you have like a work event or costume party that you need to prep for. Um, so I can see that being, you know, an exception that a person builds in, but that otherwise, you know, they say no clothing shopping for the rest of the month so um also for your information quirk and circumstance is on instagram so feel free to follow the podcast there it's just quirk and circumstance all one word and um the last thing is if you have any feedback for me please email email me at get quirky with it at gmail.com again it's get quirky with it at gmail.com Our intro and outro music is by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. And a link to their music is posted in the show notes at quirkandcircumstance.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Ciao.